Hi everybody, my name is Michael Marks, and I'm a reporter for the San Antonio Current. Welcome to the very first Current Cast. This is our weekly podcast where we'll host interviews and discussions about what's going on in San Antonio. This week, our guest is Darren Powell. He's the head coach of San Antonio FC, the new soccer team in town that's just started its first season. Coach Powell and I talked about building the new team, how he's settling in, and the club's long-term goal of bringing Major League Soccer to San Antonio. The team's first home game is this coming Saturday, April 9th. Thanks for listening, and here's my conversation with SAFC head coach Darren Powell. But things got real weird out in Houston. Guess it's because I was born in San Antonio. Out in Denver, man, they get too stoned. During the, uh, kind of the holiday break there, there's a phone call from, from San Antonio Spurs. Mm-hmm. Um, and they explained the project and what their vision was. And I was, you know, thrilled to, to be given the opportunity to yeah. talk to them. Obviously, spoke to them, and, and the vision is to get, um, you know, San Antonio FC. The challenge is to try and take this team to the MLS. Um, and there's lots of factors that go into that. Yeah. And my role really is to, to to put the best product out there on the field as possible, and then also grow one for the future with young players in San Antonio. So it kind of combined a lot of roles. Um, it's a big project, and to be involved from day one, mm-hmm. and having seen the growth of Orlando. I think you know we kind of came in, you know, in, in, in the first quarter of staff, if you like, and you know see how that growed and and how that captured the imagination of the city. Um, to be involved with a project like this in San Antonio, where I feel that we can capture the imagination of this city, mm-hmm. and you know from day one, I mean, what a fantastic opportunity, and I'm very fortunate, very humbled by that opportunity. And looking forward to, to getting started. Yeah. So, how did you how did you break into coaching in the first place? Yeah, I think you know I've always when I was playing, I always kind of listened to coaches and I thought, well, I like that. I don't like that. Um, and kind of, well, I think I'd like to play this way and like to play not play this way. And so you kind of all the time you're, you're learning, and observing. And then when I um, you know came to the states uh, in the early nineties to be a college player, one of my goals <laughs> was to become a coach. And I got involved when I was 18 years old. I'd done my one of my coaching badges in England. Um, and I was you know, obviously young at, young at that time to take those badges. Um, but then I came and started coaching when I was a freshman and loved it. Um, wow. Just a recreation team. But yeah. the guys were committed and uh, they hadn't done so well the year before. I don't think they won a game the year before. and They were looking for a volunteer and, and, and we took the guys and I think we won on penalties in, in the playoffs that year, oh, the, first, right. the first game. and what the joy of those kids and, and what it meant to those those boys was fantastic and I just fell in love with coaching. Was there was there ever a backup plan or was coaching the thing? Probably have to ask my wife that. I think uh, <laughs> I did I, uh, my first job after uh, after college I was trying to coach and I was still trying to play um, and in those days it was kind of seasonal playing um, and so you were coaching but I also did children's education camps mm-hmm. and I did that for about four years um, a program still in existence today called the All Arts and Sciences Camp, and I learned so much in terms of managing people. I was a director of that that program, and I don't know a lot about art, and I don't know a lot about science, so <laughs> I shouldn't really admit that. I didn't admit that at the time. You talked a little bit about what attracted you to you know the SAFC job. Did you know or have a feel for sort of the the city itself? 
No, I mean, I have a good friend in Paul McGinley that's been in Trinity. Oh, sure, yeah. So, I went to Trinity. Oh, you went to Trinity? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I walk around campus and everyone knows Paul McGinley. So, <laughs> that's right. I uh, went down to campus yesterday mm-hmm. and um, he knew everybody, So, but it was great. And uh, what a beautiful campus, by the way. Yeah. Very nice. And always spoke so highly of San Antonio. So it's right. always been in one of those places you kind of knew about and... Um, you know the, the the soccer journey hadn't taken us through San Antonio <laughs> until till recently, but it's one that you're like you're always curious and it sounds like a great place. And you know I've been here you know two months now. And yeah. I, you know it's what a great place. I mean what a, what a great city. What a great area. What have you liked most about it so far? I haven't really. I mean the stadium's nice here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> AT&T Center's nice. Yeah. Um, no, no. My family was in this past weekend and mm-hmm. we got to do the River Walk and, sure. and walk around there and and try couple of restaurants which were the food was great and the people were great um but probably the people yeah you know they're, they're, they're so genuine and uh you know obviously this project's captured the imagination of several people and you know but the people most of all i like the riverwalk area um but i just like the vibe of the city yeah you know it's a good family city mm-hmm. um you know with people that you know seem to be hard-working people and, and, and that's where i feel most comfortable Getting back to the team a little bit, how how long did you have to assemble the roster? Was that was that kind of a crunch? Yeah, not very long. Um, yeah. No, it, it, look, the um, we knew the the target start date in terms of what we wanted to start preseason, and you know we had to hit the ground running. So mm-hmm. as soon as you know this opportunity presented itself, you know we have to you have a network of people that you trust. I was surprised how many familiar names and familiar faces were available that are quality players. Um, in my opinion, and you know, we were able to con- you know connect with them. And one of the things that we wanted to do was directly talk to the individual player, explain the project, explain the expectation, um, because these guys are, have to be ambitious and adaptable. Because like any first year through anything, you know, there's going to be ups and downs and things yeah. that you don't expect. You know, it's not going to be smooth sailing the whole way. So for us, it was a matter of finding those players. The type of characters that we wanted, and and then trying to you know persuade them to come to San Antonio FC. So how did you do that? What was the pitch? You know, I don't know if there was necessarily a pitch. I think yeah. it was more, hey, this is a project. You know, this is a long term vision. You get to be part of a, a franchise and playing its first game. You know, the first team picture. Mm-hmm. You're on it. Yeah. And that can't be taken away. Mm-hmm. Like you said at the start of the show, it's always good to be on the first. No right. one can take that away. So, um, <laughs> the, you know, but that was kind of a, a similar, similar take. So for for sort of the the soccer layman, if you will, somebody who enjoys the game, watches it, uh, maybe doesn't exactly know it at the same level that you do, or your players do. You know, how would you describe sort of your philosophy on the field? How you want your players to play? What does that look like? I think first and foremost, you want them to to represent this team and, and City well so you know they've got to respect the game every game starts nil nil. they respect the game of soccer so that's first and foremost but the way we want to play look we want to pass the ball we want to keep the ball um, you know but we want to do it with a purpose mm-hmm. and we want to get to the opposition's goal as frequently as possible because obviously the more chances we create the more opportunities there are to score Yeah. but also we need to be defensively sound so you know the op- we have to respect the opposition they're going to do some things that, that can uh, you know unbalance us a little bit, uh, but we can't panic when when we're unbalanced either. So we have to defend very well and very hard. Um, and when we don't have the ball, we want to get it back. Yeah. So there has to be an aggression to get that back. Mm-hmm. Same time, when we have it, we want to enjoy it. Um, you know, and create opportunities that are exciting for for, for, for the fans to see. 
and you know we want to have those goal scoring moments and, and that's something that's very important but the philosophy really is we want to be in control of the game with and without the ball and if we can do that I feel like we can set ourselves up to, to, to be in a strong position in each match. Are there certain clubs um, or, or philosophies of certain clubs that, that you, you admire and that you seek to emulate with this Absolutely. one? Absolutely. I mean, a lot. You know, yeah. I, I, love, uh, I, love, I love the German teams in terms of buying sure. Dortmund right now. I love the way those guys mm-hmm. play. But I also like the Spanish teams. I like the way yeah, Barcelona play. Like, we all do. Sure, if you could play so, like Barcelona, that. Yeah, yeah it'd be good. Like, so, <laughs> right. so it would be good. I think we, uh, what did we call it the other day in the locker room? We were chatting as coaches, and I think we called it. Um, you know, Dorcelona, I think we call ourselves or something, you know, yeah. that, that would be the ideal where mm-hmm. you get a, a blend of, of um, you know, the, the kind of the good German teams right now and, uh, the, uh, and Barcelona. But, I mean, you know, you look at Bayern Munich right now and, and, and what, you know, Pep Guardiola has done there, mm-hmm. it's kind of, it just kind of ties some of those philosophies together and, um, you know, it's phenomenal to watch. Yeah. And, you know, can we emulate that here? No, the best teams <laughs> in the world are like that. So, right. but we, you know, I think it's always important that you, that you aspire to, to play at a high high level. And look, we're going to try to uh, play to the strengths of our players, um, so they can showcase. We can't have our players play like Iniesta if they, get, you know, they right. can play like Iniesta. That'd be nice. Right? Yeah, it'd be nice. And, <laughs> um, you know, and so on and so forth. So, you know, we have to play to our strengths, mm-hmm. and you know, that's one thing that will, will kind of evolve over time. You know, the way we play in, in April is going to be different to the way we play in July, just based on the evolution of the team and mm. putting a new team together. Yeah. What are some of your interests outside of soccer? It, that, that question probably stumps me. Um, <laughs> you know, I love soccer. I enjoy it. That's yeah. my hobby. I've been very, very fortunate to, to, to have a career in, in something I love to do and I'm passionate about. My hobby really is simple. I just like being with my family. Yeah. You know, um, you know right now they're not, not all here with me, but... Um, you know, just spending time with them, just going on walks or, you know, trail walks or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it is, playing, just hanging out and, uh, you know, even just watching soccer with my son. That's, yeah. a, that's, a, that's a good thing to do in my free time, I guess. But So both of your kids are big soccer players? Both of them, yeah. Yeah. My daughter Naomi is uh, a junior and looking at making a college decision, so um, to play soccer. Mm-hmm. She's She's a far more skilled than her father and uh, I didn't really teach her that much so she's she's a very skillful player and then yeah. Caleb is a, a young player mm-hmm. coming through that he's got some talent and just needs to make sure he keeps working on it. Do you find it hard uh, to I don't know to not coach them or you're not physically with them right now but uh, is it is it difficult to be to be hands-off or do you do they want your advice? If they ask for it I'll give them if they don't ask for it, sometimes I give it to them anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> my wife will laugh. Um, but the uh, no bottom line is, I think when I go to games, it you know I let the, let them listen to the coaches. They have to respect the coaches, um, and I'm very quiet at games. You know what they? My son supports Manchester United and my daughter Arsenal, so we have some oh, interesting battles. Yeah. So that's, <laughs> that's good, and uh, we like the banter, and we, we just enjoy the game. Yeah. Do y'all make it back to England often? Um, not as often as we, as we'd like. Right. Um, you know, my parents parents still live over there, and in Nottingham, mm-hmm. but they're they're very supportive. Um, we we've been a few times. The last time I went though, it was just myself and my son, and uh, had the good fortune of um, going with the Premier League to visit fifteen clubs. And oh wow, my son got to spend some time with with his grandparents and got to play at Nottingham Forest and Notts County, mm-hmm. and uh, we ended up going to Old Trafford together. And I remember my dad taking me to Old Trafford and. And the noise was electric then, and it still is today. And 
just seeing Caleb there buy a fan Percy jersey um, and just the whole day was great so yeah. you know it, it was a very soccer related trip but that was the last time about two years ago nice nice uh, what about youth soccer here in San Antonio I mean that, that's been a big part of your career building youth programs that sort of thing how do you how do you assess some of the programs here and, and what can we maybe look at going forward? Yeah, I think the programs have done well. Um, you know, there's lots of talented players around. I think what what needs, you know, would be really good to happen is to create a pathway for the young players in San Antonio. So, you know, hopefully the first team can be a flagship. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so young players now can go, okay, I'd love to represent my hometown team um, in a few years in the MLS. Right. And they aspire to do that because it's not easy. It's not easy to do. So sure. the players have to have a goal and see the pathway and see, it, see it's attainable. And if we can create that um, while we're in San Antonio, I think it would be massive help for the young players um, moving forward. Because I'm very passionate about coaching young players. You know, the, you know, for me, you know, you look at some of the, the you know, even the, the, the teams that, you know, Harry Kane right now is a great right. example coming through. He's one of our own. And mm-hmm. That song would be great to be heard. On the terraces here, yeah. you know, on the, in the seats here. Um, so, but we have to set that program up, and you have to start somewhere. And you know, hopefully, come the fall, we'll, we'll have some programming where we can start this. Um, well, we will have programming that will start this, and you know, we'll get that. You know, we'll announce that in the next couple of weeks. But it's going to be an exciting time for the youth player. Yeah, um, certainly. Good opportunities for for a group of, of young players that will then be the first group that then gets to. You know, be the first group with San Antonio FC that right. can hopefully go on that pathway. Then who knows how great will it be in five years to see one of those young men, um, you know, jogging out in in, in an MLS uniform yeah, representing their city. Yeah. Whoever whoever um, that may be, hopefully he's out there. Hopefully he's listening to the show mm-hmm. and uh, aspires to to do that. You brought up in an MLS jersey. I know that that's uh, everybody knows that's the long term goal of this organization. You know, how do you see your personal responsibility, or what are your personal responsibilities to try and you know move the ball down the field long term towards that? Yeah, I think it's very important. Look, you have to go day by day, and, and look, you have to you have the long term vision, which is great. You have to have that's the project, um, but you have to make sure you don't don't lose sight of the day to day operations, um, and then putting you know an infrastructure in place that if that call came, that you're ready to make that next step and 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 move from the USL to the MLS. Mm-hmm. The USL is a great league. It's a great um, opportunity to test ourselves against some of the other MLS teams in terms of their so-called second teams. But right. you know, maybe it's their first team of the future as well. Sure. Um, as, as we move forward with this. So you've had uh, you've had six weeks six weeks with the club so far. Practicing? Yeah, six weeks. Six weeks of practice today. Six yes. weeks of practice. Has the team come together? What do you think? You know, we, we we had a very strong preseason, so you know we're undefeated in preseason, mm-hmm. and you know I think there's a there's a confidence amongst the group, and I think, you know they're coming together both on and off the field. I think you know they they enjoy each other's company. There's uh, there's a lot of camaraderie in that. There's a lot of uh, everyone's calm around each other. There's yeah. nobody on edge, um, which I think is uh, is very important. Mm-hmm. You know, I think if if players are calm. You know, and focus, they'll end up playing better. So I've been quite impressed with them. We need to work on it. We need to gel a little bit better. We need to understand each other's movements on and off the ball. But that will come with time. Yeah. Um, again, that will probably be better in July than it will be in April. But that's something we have to make sure we keep striving to do. Mm-hmm. What are some of What are some of those other areas where you, 
you know, you think that the team will be better at in, in July than April? I think with the ball, you know, yeah. look, without the ball, I think we, you know, these guys are understanding it um, uh, and getting better and, and, and take pride in keeping a zero. And if we can do that, we know that we'll be involved with every game. You know, one of the things I think will be better is, is, is the understanding of the players. We have lots of options, um, especially on the you know the attacking side of the ball. We have lots of options that uh, we can look differently against different opposition. Mm-hmm. Some things may work in one game, may not work in the other game, so we can change it around. Um, that's what's exciting. Yeah. You know, that's what's really exciting because these players then, as they start to understand each other, uh, we can become a little bit more unpredictable for the opposition. Mm-hmm. Um, as they understand each other, then obviously, you know, hopefully that, that there's more fluidity to everything. Sure. There's some coaches who like to, you know, send out the same 11 every week. There's other coaches who like to mix it up a little bit more. Uh, where do you see, where you see yourself the, there? You know, probably in the middle. Which yeah. Which those are not a great answer for anybody. But <laughs> um, look, what we do as a, as a staff is we look at the opposition and we want to set ourselves up as, as to be as competitive in that next match mm-hmm. as possible. And, you know, there's injuries... You know, some players are more durable than others, so we want to make sure that the guys that are on there they can they can commit a hundred percent to to the game plan and what, what what's required um, for a hundred percent of the time. Mm-hmm. And those guys will be will be the ones that will pull on the jersey that day. And sometimes players we may have to take a you know get a little bit of a break. It's not from what they've done. Yeah, it's just maybe a tactical thing that we can we see. Maybe another team has a weakness in one area or strength in one area that we need to make sure we um, react to and make sure that we take care of, and we'll find the personnel that can do that. Yeah. Um, and and that locker room is very talented. You know, it's hard picking eleven players. Yeah. It really, is hard picking eleven players because, you know, there's probably, you know, on our twenty-three man roster there, there's probably eighteen, nineteen that should be in the starting eleven, mm-hmm. which is a great problem for a coach to have, and. You know the players understand it's competitive, and they know if they're on the field and lucky enough to have that jersey, there's somebody breathing down the back to get it, and they really want it. So they know, don't know represent themselves, but they're, they're representing this team and club every game, and they need to do that in the correct manner. One of the, I think the name of the book was How Soccer Explains the World. I'm trying to remember, but it was it was sort of a book about economics from a soccer perspective that I read once. Soccernomics is one as well. That it? might be it. Okay. Uh, something like that. And one of the things I took away from that when I read it was I was struck by how uh, there was a link between clubs that were successful that helped their players get acclimated off the field. They really took the time to help their players get settled so they could just focus on playing. What are some of the things that SAFC does to, to make it easier for folks to just focus? Yeah, to be honest, SAFC has done a really good job. Yeah. And, and, and that's one of the things I think it's important. If, it, if a player feels good, then typically play good. So, you know, what what are the, the needs of a player? And, you know, you know, these guys get breakfast and lunch every day. So food is a need. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, they appreciate that. They don't have to worry. You know, they can get up in the morning and come into the ground and have the breakfast and a cup of coffee. And then... You know, off the field, the um, the guys all live in, in the same apartment complex. And, oh, okay. Um, you know that that's been very good. Yeah. Um. The you know they've been great from the Spurs organization helping that. They they're very well tuned in um, how that works. That was something that I know as a coach, I really appreciated. I know sure. the players did as well in terms of you know they, they you know where they live and how they eat. You know is taken care of. So, you know that's been great. And I think that's a massive important piece in helping create a good team chemistry. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
So what's after this? What's on the, the rest of your docket for today after training? So then I think we've got, I've got a young man I'm talking to uh, this afternoon and I've got I think uh, another interview at four. Um, maybe in the, you know, meet with a local coach that, that we're going to chat who, who uh, you know, talk about a little bit about the future of soccer and, and young players and mm -hmm. development. And then uh, we have a, I think our season ticket members can pick up their tickets tonight from six to eight. So get to meet them again. I think there's 500 of, of them already wow. responded coming out tonight. Wow. So um, that'd be good to see them. They've always been great and, um, and, you know, I enjoy those conversations and uh, talking about the future of this program and, 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 and you know, the players. Um, so that'll be exciting tonight. And then I probably should do a bit of laundry. Um, <laughs> I think I've been spoiled all my life. And, right, yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, my wife was only here last week, so I've got to catch up on my, <laughs> on my laundry um, and, and, and do that tonight. So. Well, we'll let you get to it. I appreciate the time. Thank you very much. Yes, I really appreciate great. the opportunity. Thank certainly, you. certainly. All right, there it is, folks. Thanks to Coach Pal and SAFC for the time. For future Current Cast episodes, be sure to check out our SoundCloud page or sacurrent.com. Soon the podcast will be available for download on iTunes or Stitcher, and we'll let you know when that is. Until then, thanks for listening. Lost my direction ten times alone Too far from San Antonio